Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Dixon, and you are listening to The Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro Magazine, a monthly publication that covers every aspect of the graphics industry. My guest today is Todd Gillins. Todd is a visual artist and designer working with people, places, and ideas. Trained in landscape architecture, he uses drawing, photography, and writing as ways to engage sites and subjects. Let's take a quick break here to hear from our sponsor for this month's episode, Epson. If you're in the printing industry, then you should check out the latest release from Epson, the SureColor R5070 and R5070L printers. This is an all-new line of 64-inch roll-to-roll signage printers with the unique ability of printing with resin ink. Using resin ink holds many advantages, such as diverse media compatibility, quick dry for immediate lamination, and water-based inks with GreenGuard Gold certification. The R-series of printers were intentionally built and designed to help businesses realize customer loyalty and continuous, fast, efficient, and accurate printing across all jobs. Check out this innovative Epson line of signage printers at www.epson.com resin. Hello, Todd. Thank you very much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, we actually have featured you in our magazine and on our website before, um, but kind of give me a little background about yourself. I know you've been creating temporary outdoor public art installations with graphic film since about 2007. How did you get started in that area? I go back about um, early on, and as I uh, started out as an artist, my interest was really in murals and um, it actually started out looking at cave paintings, like the earliest art there is. And that developed over time into this idea that um, as graphics developed that I could really put any image onto anything. And so the first uh, uh, large scale graphics project that I did was uh, 2007 in Stockholm and um, uh, I had kind of a long uh, gestation in terms of like, I'd seen environmental graphics before and I wanted to use them, but I just didn't have the right situation. And uh, so that was a commission that came up and I was like, I think this is gonna be the, the time to get this going. For those who may not have uh, seen our work uh, covering your Lake Tahoe project, could you walk us through that? Give everybody an idea of what that was like. Yeah, the, the project was a um, request from the National Forest Foundation to make an artwork that would communicate ideas about forest resilience and ecological change to as broad a public as possible in the Lake Tahoe area. And so there was a, it was, um, well, there was a year of COVID delays, but um, was about a four-year project and the first year was research i i just really it was a very open commission and i wasn't sure what i would be doing and so i was really gathering information through interviews and site visits and just spending time uh which is a terrible <laughs> thing to have to do spending time around lake tahoe um and uh out of that developed some ideas which I then sort of vetted through the um, collaborators I was working with um, at the National Forest Foundation 
project that was up there. And uh, the, 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 the idea kind of tended toward floor graphics. And so I, I made some tests um, actually up at Lake Tahoe. That's kind of one of the things that I found in my work is that the, you know, if there isn't already a conduit established for an idea for, for a project or a, an application, that people are very nervous. Is this going to work or not? And you know, how will the material respond? Is, is it going to make a massive surfaces? So it's really it has been really helpful to have the industry precedents um, that I can you know bring into the conversations with clients. Um, but it also always comes down to their surface, and, and you know if it's their park or whatever that might be, um, their building. Uh, so tests are very important as well. And I, I was able to get some sample material and uh, try a bunch of things. And so that was uh, an important step in convincing um, the partners uh, that the, the idea was viable. So it took a while to develop the idea, then you know, presented the idea and went through a process of um, making sure it would work. And at the same time, I'm developing the imagery. And so then there was another year of uh, producing the images and um, which were hand drawings um, based on the idea of a tree ring and how trees grow over time. And then those drawings were made into uh, um, printed graphics on a lumographics grip, uh, which was a great material, worked really beautifully. Um, and I did the cutting and installing um, on that one. In this case, doing the installation gave me the flexibility where I, it was so complex of a situation, uh, an, out, an outdoor asphalt area about a quarter mile long that runs through a forest uh, adjacent to a um, forest service visitor center. So I couldn't really plan in advance where every graphic would go in a, you know, in a sort of confident way. I just really needed to work in the space and make decisions as I went. And so having that capacity to do the installation myself with an assistant um, was, uh, I think, crucial to the work really coming out nicely. Now, when you say floor graphics, I think it's a, uh... Uh, important that I point out. You mentioned asphalt. This is this is rough ground that you were installing this, uh, uh, graphic vinyl on, which was not easy at all. What did you kind of uh, learn about installing this film onto a rough surface that people are going to be walking on and is going to be subject to Mother Nature every day? The main thing, as everyone says, is to have a clean surface, first of all. And then the other thing was that this particular material was especially elastic and I was able to press it into the, uh, into the unevenness of the surfaces. And yeah, this was, um, it wasn't crumbling asphalt, but it was, it was aged, you know, it gets, um, they get freezing temperatures. It's under snow all winter. And, um, so it wasn't a smooth surface by any means. Um, 
but the the material worked really beautifully and once it was installed it was really hard to tell where the asphalt ended and the graphic began it just looked like you couldn't quite tell how it was part of the asphalt it really just seemed to melt into it so as an artist uh you're going in there and you're going to have a lot of pride in your work were you concerned at all about putting your work out into these conditions i i was concerned um of course it's uh really important that the work hold up well and um so you know of course i i was up there every couple months to check and i had you know there were other people around who could let me know like if something was peeling up or not um and i i was actually really pleased that the work held up almost impeccably the one thing that happened was it got dirty um which you know if you're in a forest i guess that's what's going to happen um but uh and that ha- that did have some impact on the on the graphics they weren't quite as bright as they were when you know at at 6 months after they uh were installed as they were when i first put them down um but yeah it's it it is important and um i think there's a threshold for you know when something just is not working anymore and part of that can be designed into the work in the sense that like if something's get dirty the colors and the the contrasts you just print them a little bit brighter um and then you know the dirt might bring them down a bit or in the in the Tahoe project um you know it was it, i thought well what if if something peel up or if somebody you know gets it in their mind to peel one up and take it home uh, which they did actually with one of the tests that i made um you know is it going to ruin the artwork in the in the sense like if you have a landscape painting in a frame and someone you know spray paints a over a face or something then it really changes the painting but if if one element out of 40 elements that's spread around a quarter mile um of trail disappears it doesn't change the meaning of the work significantly maybe if you know if half of them or a third get uh destroyed that might make a difference uh so yeah it's a, it's important but it's also i think ideas and graphics can be resilient in that way depending how they're designed. I'm going to take a quick break here to listen to uh this month's sponsor Epson. Aligned with Epson's high image quality reputation, the SureColor R series has the latest generation of precision core TFP printhead technology. Not only can the printhead be easily replaced by users, it also enables highly consistent color quality, a key aspect of wall panel prints and repeat print jobs. This is especially helpful for clients with a specific logo or brand color. Thanks to the large ink supply in both the R5070 and R5070L, production managers can print more and change their ink supply less often. When they do, production still doesn't slow. Thanks to the hot swap functionality for continuous printing on the R5070L. Epson knows their users care about productivity and customer satisfaction. Check out this innovative Epson line of signage printers at www.epson.com/resin. And I'm back here with Todd Gillens. Were there any valuable lessons you learned during this project that you know you're going to be taking forward? 
to other projects for outdoors. Uh, yeah, I think the main, um, you know, the main things that I'm learning in my work all have to do with working with people. And uh, this was a project where I was working with different groups of people, the core team at the Lake Tahoe Basin, where that was responding to my ideas, like they had hired me to do a communications project for them. And, you know, working with them, bringing them along with the intent of the work and how I imagined it and um, being uh, clear in my communications with them uh, so that they were on board uh, with each step of the process. And then people at the venues, we actually worked from uh, at first with the city of South Lake Tahoe, and they were really too nervous and um, I would say probably just too busy um, to take on another project. Um, so we switched to a forest service site. Uh, and so there again, like the liaison with the forest service, they were really great with us. And um, so each, each of these, uh, I would say like interest groups or you know, subgroups within the project were critical to the process. And I think that's probably the most important thing is the people side. On the on the technical side, um, I learned a lot about you know these sort of extreme. I mean, it's not like an extreme sport exactly, but um, I'm really trying to push the boundaries of what materials will do, and uh, I think that's part of the delight of the project is you see something that is just unexpected in a place that you you know you don't expect to encounter an artwork or a message about forest ecology that's presented in this way. So uh, learning more about the materials and really having a, you know, a significant project that was on the ground in a visible, you know, visible, very public space for a while that held up really well. That's a great thing to have, you know, just as an example to other for other projects, uh, but also for myself to know yeah, the material will do this. It really does hold up. So when you talk about pushing the envelope, you mentioned you did a lot of testing for Tahoe. Do you kind of prefer the experimentation or do you just kind of sometimes want to lean back on those proven results of products you've used before? Huh. Both of those things are, are true. I, you know, if I'm just leaning back on what I know, then it's just it, you know it's not it's not that interesting for me and it doesn't feel like i'm bringing something you know in a way like making a contribution like bringing the world forward a little tiny bit but it also you know if i'm only um doing innovative work it's just headache after headache and you know months of worry <laughs> so i gotta balance those two um and I think the Tahoe project was a good balance. I'm working on a new project now for uh, sidewalks in Reno, Nevada, which is a little bit different. It's more language-based and there's a lot of cutting involved, digital cutting. Um, and uh, so it's, you know, it's like one step ahead of innovation, and I'm, but I'm stepping off of this foundation that I've established on the previous project. 
So when you're dealing with a lot of this stuff, you're probably not so much worried about uh, long-term warranties and making sure things of that nature work so much as the short-term appearance and, I guess, successful nature of the ability to stay where it's supposed to be. Hmm. Well, it is a conversation that I have with the with the materials reps a lot, which is, you know, how long is this guaranteed for? And I think, you know, those guarantees are on the conservative side in terms of what, you know, how they've tested them. And I'm putting them out in situations like uh, um, weathered asphalt where they haven't, they're not tested in those situations. And so they wouldn't say, well, now we can't guarantee this. Or in the, in a project that I did on, um, at the UC Berkeley Botanical Garden, University of California um, Botanical Garden in Berkeley, the surface was uh, one inch slats, a, a whole a building made of like one inch wide slats. And so there was no continuous surface. It was the, the graphic was just sliced to ribbons essentially. And um, so again, it's an application is, it's like, well, the material isn't made to have so much edge exposed, but that was what the artwork called for. And so we knew it would stick, but not in that particular kind of application. So those are the kinds of, you know, it's a calculated risk, I would say, where I feel confident enough based on what the uh, past experience has been, what the manufacturers are telling me, and of course, also from my own experience. Um, there is the, you know, my projects are meant to uh, be uh, installed for six months, a year, uh, sometimes longer. Um, I think what, what's often happened actually is um, that I'll have a contract for a short term, like the Stockholm project is an example, it was only supposed to be up for a couple of weeks. The university really liked it and they kept it up for the following year. That, that happened with the Botanical Garden project as well, that it was a three-month project that was there for a year. And so there, there is a, there again, there's a kind of a built-in, well, if it starts to fail, what do we do? And it just means the projects come down a little bit early. Do you kind of build in an expectation now that it will be up longer than it's supposed to be? <laughs> uh, I think I have that expectation or maybe I have that wish, you know, I, I mean, of course, I want people to like the work and say, ah, oh, can we keep this? Which is certainly what happened at Lake Tahoe. I was taking it up and people were saying, why? Why?" <laughs> people were walking by, oh, I love this piece, you know, which is great to hear. But again, it, it brings in that question of when things start to fail, uh, at what point do you you know, do you have to throw in the towel and say, okay, this is, it just doesn't look good anymore. Um, but uh, no, I think, you know, I think the duration is important that um, the work, you know, is part of people's lives for a period of time, and then it disappears again and opens the space for something else to happen, or it exists in memory. And, you know, when things exist in memory, there's a particular kind of personal dimension to that, which I think is really can be really powerful. It's funny we think of something as 
disappearing, but actually there are ways that things endure, experiences endure inside of us. All right, Todd, I got one more question here for you, and that's uh, what is your next big experiment when it comes to working with these films? Yeah, the next uh, experiment is in Reno, which uh, will happen either this, uh, the installation is scheduled for either fall of um, this year or sometime next year. Um, just again, because of the temperatures um, and, and also because of fundraising, I'm still in the fundraising process for that project. Um, but the, the big question mark there is, what, I, what I'm doing is printing a mile of text. The text is about uh, five inches high. It's cursed handwriting and it's getting, um, it'll be cut uh, from, you know, with a digital, with a CNC machine. And essentially what I'm laying out is this lace work of material along the rocks and curves in Reno that you read as you walk through the city. And so from a materials point of view, it's been very challenging to find something that um, can have so much edge uh, exposed and um, have the, you know, the required durability for a, a public project and get taken up at when the time comes. In this project, it'll be a year or two down the road um, without leaving a mark on the sidewalk. So it's kind of like, I want to magic material, you know, that sticks until I say no. And I, I think I found something. Continental Graphics is making a, um, a, a product that I've tested in Reno. It's been out uh, through the, you know, 100 degree heat in the summer and the uh, freezing temperatures in the winter. And uh, it's performed really well, uh, come being taken up again as also. So that's it's a challenge of I'm going to have about 500 eight foot long pieces on, in all these different places in the city that kind of lead the, the uh, viewers or the readers uh, through the city following the, the uh, path of water. Reno has the Truckee River that runs through the middle of the city. So the project is all about water and flow and flowing handwriting. And hopefully the um, technical aspects will also have a good flow to them. All right, Todd, I think we've hit our time limit on there. So we're going to go ahead and end the podcast here. That's great. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity. It was fun to talk with you. And Thank you so much to Todd Gellens for joining me today. Be sure to check out his website, toddgellens.com, to see examples of his work and processes. I'd also like to thank this month's sponsor, Epson. You can catch all of our previous graphics profiles, episodes, and tune into new episodes by subscribing to our show on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. New episodes come out every month. And if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, drop me a line. My contact information is in the show notes at the end of today's episode. Until then, stay safe and best of luck in business.